So much in my ass. A cock. Whose cock? Your cock. Salt that shaft, nipple rubber. Monsters in my ass. <laughs> batterings in my ass. Stippy in that ass. Darkwing duck on the hunt for what's not in my ass. Wait, batterings? Maybe. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. <gasps> <gasps> oh, so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. I'm Freakazoid Felk. Is that oh, that's a, a terrible cartoon. Yeah, that's a horrible. I'm Bobby's World Ballard. That's, that's a awesome. great cartoon. Yeah, yes, it is. And I'm Teenage Mutant Ninja Nolan Cowabunga in my asshole. I get Freakazoid. And that's a great cartoon too. Technically, eighties and nineties. Fucking Freakazoid. Absolutely. I think it was like eighty-nine, right? And then it went like, but spent most of its time in the nineties. But we included it on our best of the '80s cartoon podcast. So if you want to hear yeah, about you know Teenage what? Mutant Ninja Turtles, go listen to that one. Absolutely, go listen to that one. And very it was weird. homoerotic. Very homoerotic. Oh, oh my god! This episode, we'll be discussing 1990s cartoons and all the fabulous boners they have given us. We will rank our top five favorite '90s cartoons, reminisce about some forgotten gems. And let you know which set of cartoon tits we'd like to fuck the most. Ooh. But first, we have some cool boy drinks. So, gents, what are you drinking? I am drinking a homemade gimlet. Oh, gimlet. And this is my third gimlet of the night. And then I have my last Guinness, just, you know, as a uh, little life preserver in case I needed a little additional... Supplementary alcohol. Oh. I'm drinking Coors Light. Of course you are. I don't need no lip about it. <laughs> I know how you feel about Coors Light. I have I two love left. love it. I have two yeah. left. <clears throat> Where's that Pacifico and Foster's that you had a few weeks ago? Are those gone? Oh, those are still in there. Oh, Re- really? And you went with Coors Light again? Yeah. I would uh, go with Pacifico over yeah, Coors Pacifico Light. Pacifico is a lot better than Coors Light. I needed to hydrate. Oh, yeah. Mm. You and your Coors Light for hydration. You drink the water and the beer, not the beer for the for the for the alcohol. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm? Well, I'm drinking nothing too fancy. Just a just a bottle of red wine here. Just just the whole bottle of red wine. Whole, whole bottle. bottle. Oh yeah. Bottle challenge. I have a bottle of wine just chilling in the fridge. I could join you in a little bottle challenge. Ooh. You might yeah. have to soon. I wouldn't. Suggest we'll see how this it. episode goes, but uh. Start a bottle challenge at the show topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, guys, 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 Noli. Not that again. Welcome back. But most importantly, where the fuck did you go? You left us. You left us. I was up in the uh, Pacific Northwest looking for Bigfoot. Did you find him? No. Apparently he's really is, hard to find. Is he a hoax, do you think? Or do you think he's just bears walking upright? I think he's a man in a costume. You think he's a man in a costume? Well, what they do think for Bigfoot is that that some like crazy old ladies okay. that are like super super serious. No, he like, wasn't really looking for Bigfoot. I don't. I... <laughs> oh, you weren't really looking for Bigfoot. 
I don't what think you're... You, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm more interested in Ballard's Bigfoot theory, though. What they believe is like when there's like old ladies that are like super serious, they saw Bigfoot and they don't think they're lying. Um, what they think that they're seeing is bears walking upright. And what hunter cameras have been able to show us, because hunter cameras are more accessible and able to be put in all kinds of locations and record longer and better HD quality, they found that bears, like black bears, they just walk upright. And like they just they, they like to walk on two legs a lot. And yeah. so they think that when people are like, it's a Bigfoot, it's just that they're seeing a black bear walking upright yeah. and they don't realize that it's a bear. Their mind goes to Bigfoot. Yeah, you know? people are fucking retarded because if I saw a bear walking upright, I'd clearly be like, there's a fucking bear walking upright. Look how cool that is. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a fucking Bigfoot. It looks like a fucking bear. A bear's pretty distinctive looking. I know, I know, really. Like, like, these are idiots that have a little education, I would imagine, though, or and or are on drugs. That's my best guess. Or glaucoma. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Phil, I, I, we got a lot of energy coming tonight. Like, what's going on here? I'm extremely tired. I, I'm going to bed right after this is done. Um, looking up at like seven. Uh, cool. I know you guys wow. do. Oh yeah, yeah. I know you guys do that every day. But you have children. That's the reason you wake up early, which is like that. That, that gives, gives you joy and, and energy and power. And so, so much joy. People lift cars to save their children. Like they get superhuman strength. I don't have any of that. I'm just, I'm just a man. I pull my cock out. I pull my cock out. I'm just a man. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love him. I'm back. Okay. Denzel Washington makes me hard every morning. I'm just a man. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to look. I'm back, okay. I think he's a man in a costume. You think he's a man in a costume? I'm just a man. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to look. Call my name. I'm just a man. Standing in front of a boy. Asking them to love him. Why don't you pull your cock, cock out, out, too? Is Ballard pulling his cock out? I know you'll pull your cock out. Sweet pussy. <laughs> Quick, quick edification on me as a parent. So the earthquake hit in Napa, yeah. and I was in uh, yeah, no. Daly City at the time, and I woke up, like uh, Will Smith woke up in Independence Day, and I went, is that an earthquake? And then my wife went, no, or yes, or whatever she said, and I went right back to sleep. I did not go run and check on the children and make sure nothing fell on them. The other thing I would point out to you, <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> well, that, just, that just says you don't think that earthquakes are a legitimate danger. Not that you don't have that immediate parental instinct that kicks in the second you think that they really are in danger. It's just you're a Californian and are used to earthquakes, just like Will Smith. I guess I lived through the 89. So, I mean, like, I guess anything like, you know, not compared to that in, in intensity, I don't give a shit about. I didn't even stop masturbating the last earthquake. I was just like, oh, and then shaking. Keep it going. Guys, 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 guys. I just got one quick question before our boners get fabulous for some 90s cartoons. Mm. Mm. Would you rather travel in Miss Frizzle's magical school bus on one of her many sexual adventures and then fuck her in the pussy or go on a journey to find the elusive and super ultra sexy Carmen San Diego, and then buttfucker when you find her. Oh, oh, well. This this is an easy answer for me. Who wrote? I this? think I'm buttfucking Carmen San Diego. I think I am too. Because especially if Carmen San Diego is played by Genesis Rodriguez in the new fucking live action film, then that even gives it more credence. There's a live action Carmen San Diego coming soon. There is. 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And Genesis Rodriguez is going to be the live action Carmen San Diego. She's also providing her voice for the animated version for Netflix. I don't know who Genesis Rodriguez is, but she sounds. She's the really hot chick in um, Event Horizon, or not Event Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. No, what, what's the Horizon? Deep Water Horizon. Okay. <laughs> you just took me on a journey there. Um, I have not seen Deep Water Horizon. Um, she's one of the other sexy chicks from uh, that new film no one saw, Annihilation. No, no one saw it. Genesis. I'm guessing it's spelled not with a Y. Rod. I bet it's like pronounced differently too, like Henesis. She's pretty hot, yeah. Why don't we say Carmen's name in English? Carmen the Whale's Vagina. Oh, okay. Carmen. Yeah, I mean, a girl who loves to travel, loves to be like fucking elusive and hard to get, you know, she's fucking wild in the sack and that's why she wants to get butt fucked. And, you know, I'll go around the world and have a great time. I, I honestly don't know for what Miss Frizzle Absolutely. is. Absolutely. You'll go to Constantinople, which was in Istanbul. What was it? What's the song? It was Constantinople, but then Istanbul. Istanbul was once Constantinople. What the fuck was the name of that song? Whatever. Anyways, you can't go back yes, to no. Constantinople. Yes, that song is called great Constantinople. In the world, by the you go to giants. like historical sites. You'd probably go to like Auschwitz. You'd probably go to like Paris. You'd probably well, go I to like. I don't think Carmen know, San Diego ever stole anything from Auschwitz. Rio de Janeiro. That would be pretty probably go to like, who knows? Maybe even Miami. Yeah, and Florida. You're tons of vagina that whole time you're doing that, you know, because you're you're not tied down. I don't know what Miss. Oh Frizzle no, you're is. not. Think about that. You go to Miami, Florida, with Carmen San Diego to go find her, and she's like wearing a thong on the beach with her super sexy red oh, hat so covering her face. Yeah, but no, then meanwhile, good. you're just butt fucking like every hot dude like right next to her. Oh, like yeah. think about how amazing that would be. Those guys are so tanned and oiled up, too. It's like the best. Well, They're just... so oiled up that you can slide into their asshole so easily. Now you're just choosing <laughs> so gay sex. Easily. Now you're just choosing gay sex. You're not, it's not even part of the one you'd rather. You were just like, oh, I guess I'll do it. And I, then I, and then you can go clubbing with all your new friends. Lance, Julio, Julian, you know, all of them. And then you guys just Brock. go and fuck each other all night long. Brock the cock. Probably put a tarp down, lots of baby oil. I'm reading the, the would you rather. There's nothing gay in either of the options. Why are you adding it? <laughs> Who, I, what's Miss Frizzle? I don't know what that is. Uh, you don't know Miss Frizzle? I've said it like five times and nobody's told me what Miss Frizzle is. And then afterwards, when you're done fucking at 11 a.m. in the morning, you go out for brunch. And I would, I would get mimosas and Bloody Marys, and we would giggle and talk about Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives, and I would have the time of my life. And then afterwards, I go find out that Carmen left? Why would she leave? I was giving her so much attention. But she goes and bounces the fucking, who knows, Chicago? Boom, yeah, I'm off to Chicago. Yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part. You get what you want, and then she's gone. There's no awkwardness in the morning. She's gone before you wake up. Absolutely, and then you're going to find fucking bears and cubs in Chicago and go fuck them too in the butt next to her. What? Having a great time in the hotels, just fucking all these oiled up dudes in the ass. Oh, you mean Chicago. gay things, not like the animals or the, or, or the baseball team. Are you talking about doing the whole baseball team? Baseball teams, people with those <laughs> fucking types of like titles, who knows, man? Bears, beavers, all of them. They're all hanging out in my hotel room because I know Carmen and she's super cool. Is beavers a gay term? Are there literal bears in Chicago? What's Miss Frizzle? I'm lost. I don't. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to tell me what's happening, and I'm just gonna go ahead and and, and just let this happen. 
and not be able to folk, contribute. Folk, Miss Frizzle, Google her. She, she's a red, she's a redheaded teacher who has a magical school bus. You don't Miss know this show. Frizzle. She's not attractive, but her magical school bus does so many magical things. It's kind of hard to not to want to go to like space one day and just come back down and have sex. She's kind of hot woman. on this fucking Netflix yeah. reboot, though. Or or get real yeah. super tiny and go into a water droplet and go up into a rain cloud and fall back down and go like and do the whole cycle, the water cycle, or go into a human's body yeah. through their vagina. She's got a lot to offer, you know. Yeah. I might have to do Miss Frizzle, but I don't know. Carmen San Diego and all her fucking gay friends sounds pretty cool. I added the rebooted uh, Netflix Miss Frizzle. She's kind of fuckable, I have to say. Oh, oh, no, she's highly fuckable. They totally... Super fuckable. They updated she's her the best. made her very sexy. Yeah. She's she, so she is hot. not sexy in the 90s version. No, the hair is a, a hard pass. I kind of thought she always looked like, like a, a red-headed Jew, like yeah. in the 90s version. Well, she she's, she's got a pretty pretty well-shaped nose in, in the, the yeah region. yeah the new one is not a miss frizzle felk, the new felk, one is felk. like just say it just say it felk just say no. it just say it felk no. just no. say it junos dirty junos well i wouldn't even add the you were gonna say you just, dirty it was on the no it wasn't tongue. you're disgusting you're disgusting i was gonna say stereotypical jewish nose we know what comes after that you always say it just say it me i don't ever say it Ballard's the one who hates jews i guess <laughs> And also loves them. And he is one. Yeah. She looks like Bette Midler. She looks like Bette Midler to me. Yeah, she looks like Bette Let me Google her rack. Her rack might be everything for me, though. No, I, I couldn't see anything. The new Miss Frizzle has a rack. Hey, the old Miss Frizzle's not too bad. I will say she's a tad frumpy, though. I don't think there's much going on underneath that dress. Yeah, and I think that's probably the Miss Frizzle you're really doing, honestly, yeah. in the pussy. No, the new one. Oh, my God. She's so, like, hot. She's like a supermodel. She is. She's like uh, Leanna Decker if she was just fucking a, a teacher and also, you know, still yeah, super hot. She, she's like a perfect woman. So I guess we're saying 90s frizzle, which, so my answer's still the same. It's Carmen San Diego. There's just, just too much fun with that one. Too much fun. Too much butt sex. So much fun with Carmen. Cool Boy Nation. If there is a would you rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail. Well, cool boys, I don't think you can get a more topical would you rather than that. Personally, for me, all this talk of traveling and butt sex and gay butt sex is making my rad rod ooze with pre-cum and my my glistening (laughs) teenage ass cheeks hit back and forth like a beating drum. Time to move on to our cool boys show topic. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. All right, guys, here we are. We're going to fucking finally do a top five episode again, almost inspired by Keanu cast, I would say. And this is going to be based around like a sequel, right, to the 80s cartoons one we did. I don't even know how many fucking episodes ago. And this will be 90s cartoons, our top five 90s cartoons. Now, I would say we probably shouldn't do episodes of things like Simpsons and Family Guy that are still really going strong. Um, but otherwise in South Park, but otherwise I would say we should probably try to keep it to things that at least aired in the nineties. And at least if it had any time in the eighties, it was like 89 if, and did not start in 99 if possible. 
other than that, I say let's just go with our top five. And um, first, like we did with the 80s cartoons, is there anything you guys don't like? Was there a show you guys don't like? Which I fucking had no idea what to do for 80s. And I don't know what to do again for 90s. In terms of don't like? Yeah, what do you guys not like? I guess I never really liked um, Freakazoid, like we mentioned earlier. Doug. Yeah, spoiler alert. Once I like again, Doug. something folk hates is all already on my top five. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> Good. I like Doug. I, so I, Doug Doug's not in my top soon. five, but I really like Doug. Doug's a little bitch. Johnny huh. Bravo, I didn't really like. I have nothing against Johnny Bravo. Doug and Arthur. Arthur, I didn't really care for. Yeah, I Who didn't like Arthur. Yeah, I don't know if it was popular, was it? Uh, religious friends watched it. No. Oh, uh, of course. I'm going to come course. out and say a show I like the middle chapter of the cartoon, but I didn't care much for Animaniacs. Animaniacs, don't talk about hmm. Oh, really? Okay. It was well, cerebral. It was, it was definitely a weird show. I like Pinky and the Brain, the middle act of the show. Pinky and the Brain had structure. Animaniacs had like almost no structure. It was almost freeform. Like they could just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Well, maybe we would talk about Animaniacs more in a little bit. Um, but I would say I was really not into things like, um, you know, I was kind of into Beast Wars, but not super into Beast Wars. No, it's not I hated, definitely was hated. not into Life with Louie at Guys, all. Guys, I loved Beast Wars when it was on. And then it was one of those shows that came back on Netflix and I watched and was like, holy fuck, this show's terrible. Yeah. So that's I can't the weird thing. That CGI holds I up. like to pretend that my shows I'm going to pick on my top five withstood the test of time. Because if you really go back and watch some of these things, they're just pieces of shit. Yeah, the 90s really didn't deliver like quality. It was kind of just more like like a uh, uh, reactionary comedy and, and things like that. Like it was kind of just, it wasn't really like thought out, I always felt like. Or maybe I don't know. In the, I kind of disagree with that. You think it really? Well, folks said cerebral earlier, and I don't know if the '90s was super cerebral. I think some things were, but not everything in general. I think you got a lot. Animaniacs of, was. Oh, for sure, and that may be on my list. Not to spoil anything. The '90s for me was the birth of afternoon after-school cartoons because that didn't exist in the '80s. No, in the, in no. The 80s, it was Saturday, Saturday morning, morning cartoons, cartoons in the '80s. So in the '90s we got the after-school cartoons, and we also got the rise of Nickelodeon, which brought tons of great content. Yes. And not, but 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 Nickelodeon also brought a lot of content that was uh, live action, lots of great live action shit. And just when we, when we had to go pick these top fives, I went back and just I actually was impressed with how many great shows came out in the '90s. It was kind of hard to make this list, but also kind of easy at the same time because I went with I had to pick one uh, thought, one one reason why these shows would be on my top five still. And once I found out what that reason was, it was kind of easy to pick my top five. Mm. Mm, that's that, yeah. See, I found it also equally difficult, and I didn't. I guess I didn't really come up with a reason or a theme yeah. or. Um, a I had to have a theme. Had to have a theme. But I otherwise I there was too much. There was too much good stuff. Like like lots of stuff was good. Like I had a top fifty. The eighties like, for sure. The eighties brought us that hardcore <laughs> homosexual power, and the nineties just brought us kind of like this weird, off wacky, wacky Not, yeah, yeah. wacky stuff. I, that's, I, that's, because that's why I, I don't say cerebral because I found it really wacky. I think there was some really cerebral stuff in the 90s, but I think on the most part, the 90s was like a lot of Rocco's Modern Life and fucking yeah, Duck. the action hero like was that, gone. That seemed like they were like cerebral, but really weren't. Duckman's overrated. Stuff like The Simpsons, like South Park, what like happened, Animaniacs. What happened was in the 80s, 
cartoons, especially those for kids, were secretly controlled by gay men who really love muscles. But in the mm. 90s, I feel like cartoons were secretly controlled by, like, potheads. I, I could see that, yeah. The pot influence sense. really kicks... Because, I mean, in, in, like, the 70s, like, the, Frank, the Rankin Bass, the fucking, like, you know, weird, like... Crazy shit. You watch like yeah, American Sesame pop, Street, heavy uh, metal. Well, no, no, no. For the stuff, for, even the stuff for kids. Like, like the Sesame Street shit from the seventies is fucking trippy. Uh, and then that kind of went away in the eighties, and cocaine took over, and homosexuality, secret homosexuality, took over. Yes. And we got GI Joe and fucking He Man. Yes. And we got muscles. Yes. And we, we got, got fucking. <laughs> in the nineties, no everything was like laid back. Uh, Surrealism came like way back, especially with Animaniacs and a lot of fucking Nickelodeon shows. You're so true. Uh, and, on it right now. He's and, and, and and like it was just the influence of like the people who had, we got the first influx in the '90s of people who had graduated from college and were educated, but also smoked pot every day, and were now in positions of power and getting into positions yes. of power. Yes, Phil hit it on the head. I think I think that's absolutely right. It's perfect. I still blame the women. Okay, boys, let's paint those tanks. Ballard, let's start with your number five. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, my number five is Cerebral. Uh-oh. And it's something a lot like The Simpsons. It's The Critic. It stinks. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay, well. Huh. The Critic, I love The Critic. I think it is... um, I love The Critic. A show that canceled far too soon. It's unfortunate that it had to have that retooling. I feel like it was a lot sharper when it was on Fox than when it was on ABC, but there was also studio meddling, and they had to introduce, like, the... I can't remember her name. The the mom character, he's kind of in a Wait, no, Felk, it was the other way around. It was on ABC first and then Fox. Yeah, I know. It got better on Fox, but there was also studio meddling. Like, you you never really felt like it was was one show. There's there's distinct, like, seasonal breaks when when it's... I knew. I Ballard, I knew for some reason you were going to pick this show. I was like, someone's going to pick The Critic. I love The Critic. I love, the critic. Uh, I love the critic. I love the critic. I love the critic. I think it might be on your list too. No, it's not on your list. Self-imposed rules. Keep it off. I felt like I was the only one that watched the critic back when it was on because, like, I was really interested in movies at the time, and I loved watching Siskel and Ebert, and I loved this show that had like this weird take on movies that, and it made up movies. And I always found that funny when, mo- when shows or movies made up movies within the show or the movie. Yeah, and that show did it all the time, and I, I thought it was a good show. John Lovitz at his peak right after City Slickers too. It stinks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> yeah. I, it, Critic's fine. I, I like Critic. I, I'd give it a nice all three out of five cool boys. But the 90s weren't cerebral. They were wacky. The Critic is my choice. No, no. The 90s were definitely <laughs> cerebral. The Critic is a very uh, high concept like show. Super high it, concept. It, it, That's it, why it, it requires gone. almost like a film school level knowledge of movies. Yes. To, it's, to get uh, yeah. jokes. Uh, didn't he die a few times on the episodes too? Like he'd get his head chopped off and then be back like in the next fucking show. It was kind of Family Guy-ish. It was. Well, Family Guy, that's not their thing. <laughs> like like cutting away to like jokes that were fake or, the or one-offs. And, yeah, the, yeah critic, the critic would cut to him guy. being like, dude, like it would just cut away to him like all of a sudden being cut in half and he, like, he'd be dying, but then when he cut back and he'd be like, fine. I don't remember it that. It would like be like dreams, like daydreaming. That's how I always kind of took it. It's like, like, very guess. Simpsons level. I mean, it's the closest thing to a Simpsons spinoff that there ever really was. Yeah, or Futurama, maybe? Yeah, Futurama is definitely the closest to, to the Simpsons style of humor, but I, I put the critic right, right after that. 
Because Matt Green had d- no dynamic influence. is what it was. It was John Lovitz, the critic, right? Jay Sherman, his son, and then he had like a best friend, like Mark Maron esque like Paul character. Hogan. It's Paul Hogan. Was, oh, that's right. It was Paul Hogan. Yeah. It was Crocodile Dundee. That's right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, All right. Critics solid. Solid choice. Yeah. Super good. All right. My number five. I'm not going to get too much into it because I know you two both have it much higher than me. But it is probably the greatest intro song of all time in a 90s cartoon. And the theme song went. Oh, yeah. God, I had Surprised I thought that was going to be higher on all of our lists. Valor, you don't have it. Oh, that's right. Valor just. Well, all right. Ballad <laughs> had stuff like Super Mario Brothers on his 80s list. Well, I think you're going to have a lot of adult shows on your list, I think. Ballad, your list is so weird. But Noli, just because we touch upon it right now, there's no point to touch upon it later when Felk does have it on his list. You're right. What a fucking theme song. What a great just opening animation montage. Oh, it's the best. It's How the best. They tied it all in. It was yeah. fucking incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, the characters' names come across. You know who everyone is. You get a cool shot from them. And at the end, they're all running towards each other. So you're just like, this is war, baby. And it pisses me off that the movies never use that theme. It would be such a great like moment oh, to have it happen. God. Brian Singer oh. never even wanted any actor on the set to ever see a comic book. He wanted X-Men to not have any association with past X-Men comics or animated oh. series. Yeah, he also uh, held a 17-year-old boy's head underwater to make him blow him. So, you know... Brian Singer mm. makes mistakes. His X-Men films are fine at best. Like, I'm, there's so much potential there, and it's never been cracked correctly, and I'm, I'm just so glad he's out of the picture Not now. even close. Not even close. Go back to blowing boys, Brian. Go back no, to blowing No, he gets blown boys. by them. He's a power bottom. Oh, that's right. I don't like Brian Singer at all. I think he should rot in hell. No. I, 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 I don't, I'm not a fan. I uh, think he's amazing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it time for my number five? Yes. Okay, so quick note for my number five. I'm going to make a Ballard-esque distinction here because I'm picking my top five favorite cartoons. Just as there's a difference between movies and films, I believe there's a difference between cartoons and anime and animated series. The Simpsons, anything targeted in primetime for adults. The Simpsons, Futurama, Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, they would all be on my list. But those are animated series, never referred to as cartoons, except in colloquial ways. So cartoons to me are afternoon or Saturday morning and, you know, acceptable for the youths. The things we were allowed to be watching, not the things that we felt like we were getting away with watching secretly, like Beavis and Butthead. At least at my age, I was. My number five and a cartoon that uh, made me rethink the concept of superhero, Darkwing Duck. Yes, thank you. By the way, I'm so happy that you said X-Men AMA series earlier. We'll get to that later. And I'm really happy you said Darkwing Duck because I don't have that shit on my list either. Yeah, Yeah. I was debating Darkwing Duck on number five, but you'll see my theme will come in later. And Darkwing Duck, I just couldn't have there because I, I don't remember anything about it. Like as far as having a great theme song and like, Dark like the character. Darkwing Duck. I remember the yeah. character. I, I remember the character. I remember the style of humor. Call DW. 
And a great launchpad McQuack. Yeah, the style of humor was, it wasn't sardonic, but it was sarcastic. More sarcastic than you got anything in like, that was another transition between the 80s and 90s was that there started to be a little more edge to the humor. And Darkwing Duck had a little bit of, not darkness, but just a, you know, a teensy bit of like, Darkwing Duck was, most of the humor was sarcasm based. And I never really seen that before. To me, DuckTales is just- So wait, what was your clarification again for cartoon versus animated series? Animated series to me is something that's uh, TV 14 or above, TVMA, aired in prime time, targeted more for adults in terms of marketing. Cartoons was something for four kids, afternoon after school or Saturday mornings. Darkwing Duck for me, Mm -hmm. if I recall, I watched that in the evenings. No, No, that was an afternoon. It was one of the first after school shows that aired. It was after school. Am I thinking of Duckman? Because like You're I thinking of Duckman. Was Duckman? Duck, Duck, Duckman is a very is a yeah. Oh, Duckman's ve- a Cartoon Network at nighttime. U.S. No, that Duck, was Duck, nighttime. No. Okay. Duckman was USA Network. How could you confuse Duckman with Darkwing Duck? Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> are you? Duckman is uh, is Jason Alexander, and he's a PI, and it's very much like it's actually more raunchy than The Simpsons. All right, so Duckman was the okay. I thought I could have sworn Darkwing Duck I watched in the evening, but it must have been Duckman. I don't know how you're confusing those two outside of the fact that they both have duck in the title. They are completely visual styles, uh, humor. Oh, totally different. Oh, Darkwing Duck, straight up DuckTales, while Duckman's like this whole different Jason Alexander beast. Darkwing Duck's a little more, uh, a little more sarcastic than DuckTales. DuckTales is, is definitely like more Disney-esque, whereas Darkwing Duck, although it's still technically Disney, uh, it, it was had a little more of that Simpson-y edge to it. Duckman was Simpsony. Darkwing Duck was more Disney. No, I'm not comparing the two. I'm comparing Ducktales. No, no, you just and said Darkwing no. I'm just Duck. saying. I'm just saying it's the other way around. What you just said, you meant the other way around. No, I meant it the way I said it. Dar- Ducktales. Darkwing Duck is, sat- is satirical and 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 like Seinfeld. And Ducktales is 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 more Disney and and, and wholesome. <laughs> Ducktales was more wholesome and, and for kids. Darkwing Duck, which was a spinoff of Ducktales. Was more a little little more sarcastic and edgier in its humor, oh. but still for kids. I thought and I'm not talking Duck at Man. all about uh, about Duckman. That's I you. know, but I thought I heard you say Duckman. That's why I was asking. No. I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. What you just said, no. if Duck Duckman. You're the, the only one talking about Duckman. Duckman is not on my Duck list. Man I think was, it slipped in. I think I, I'm think, I'm saying I think it slipped into your words, and you said Duckman when you meant to say Ducktales. It didn't. Noel, you can play it back. Yeah, I'm playing it back now. Darkwing Duck's, Duck's a little, little more uh, little. little more, more sarcastic, sarcastic than, than DuckTales. DuckTales, DuckTales, DuckTales. You're, You're the, the only, only one talking about, about Duckman. Duck cool. <laughs> well, that's, thanks for derailing that <laughs> with your Duckman obsession. <laughs> yeah. I do. Actually, I I did watch Duckman. I don't I I don't remember much about it. I think it was uh it only had probably like ten episodes. I feel like it was it was when USA was like trying to get original content. And they had like up all night oh. and all that shit. Yeah, no, it's fine. But Darkwing Duck, Felk, I'll I'll give you some time on that. Uh, let's get dangerous. Yeah, so many catchphrases. Like he had a different catchphrase each episode, as in the intro, and in like just like I don't remember any of them except "Let's Get Dangerous." But (laughs) (laughs) I I liked it as a kid. Well, now someone's number four, Ballard's. I got P. Okay, I'll be right back. All right, this is when we play some obscure 90s cartoon song right now while Ballard pees. On the road to glory, ain't no turning 
was just trying to talk about Duckwing, and every time I had like a, a form thought, I, I had to like defend that I'm not talking about fucking Duckman. Yeah, dude, let's fucking while he's gone, guess what he's gonna fucking put on this show? Because you know he's gonna bring up the obscure shit that no one would even think about. I don't know if he I likes me of some butthead. Uh, no, he's gonna have Animaniacs because he already kind of tilted his uh, cap to that. He's gonna have Tailspin. I think those are gonna be like the normal ones. Then he's gonna have some weird shit. I mean, well, Critic's kind of weird. I like the critic, but that is that, that, yeah, that definitely informs a weird list of top like top five from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ballard, I can't. I can't crack Ballard. I don't. I don't know what I'll have on this list. My number four is. I'm sure one of your guys is number one or number two. <laughs> Tiny Toons Adventures. No, nope. no, I don't have it either. I I do well, like oh, it. Okay, <laughs> I liked it. It's fine. Also, very sarcastic humor, and I appreciated that. I can't remember anything about it though. It was so long ago. Plucky. Plucky was the duck. The duck. I don't remember any of their names. Babs and uh, Buster. Babs, yeah. Buster. And there was Porky Pig or whatever. No, Porky Pig's son or whatever his fucking name was. It was a good show. It led to a lot of 90s content that was in the same vein. The thing is, I can't remember a single episode from it. Yeah, that's why it's not on my list. I, don't, I remember liking it, but I, don't, I can't remember anything about it. I remember loving it. And um, I, I even was like blown away by the, uh, the movie, How I Spent My Vacation. And I have not been able to find that. What? And what I haven't really this? looked hard. But I, I love... <laughs> I love that movie solved. as a kid. I played the Super Nintendo Tiny Toons game that I liked quite a bit. Wait, wait tell me about that. What was it? I don't. Need, what characters were you? I th- I think it was like you were all the characters, and you did like Olympic stuff, and like you. I don't know. I remember it was like a track and field Tiny Toons or something like that. <laughs> you really have it. That's like that's the IP they went with. They're like, we're gonna do a Tiny Toons <laughs> game. What do you want to do? What kind track of you do a story? Track and field. Wait, the most boring aspect of sports ever. Yeah, yeah. Track and field. It's on Hulu. It was, I really like that California games I used to play on my Atari 64. The whole mo- the, the Tiny Toons Adventures How I Spent My Vacation is on Hulu. So just watch no, it. Woo! No, Ballard. Okay, so it was Tiny Toons Buster Bust Loose. And it was a it was a, one of those games. They don't make these anymore. Where, like, in the 90s, the game had, like, 10 game modes, you know, that they did none of them well. But they just had a lot of variety. So, like, oh, I like the flying part. Oh, I like the racing part. Oh, but the fucking action part sucks. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? They just have like all yeah. these different like gameplay styles. On Super NES, play Buster Bust Loose, Spin Kick, and Mad Dash to 11 2D levels. Sound great? What are you looking at? Get your own games. I feel like there was a track and field game too that I played that was not good. But it was Buster Bust Loose was a very good game. That sounds very sexual. 90s video game based on cartoons that I remember hating was that Bart Simpson one where he had to fight the alien invasion. I forget what it was called. That was a Nintendo game. That was Nintendo. Nintendo. It was very difficult. It was 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 a pain in the ass. I hated that game. Yeah. It was very hard. That sounds very sexual. Had so much shit going on, too. Like, that game for a Nintendo game had, like, so much stuff going on. That game was on par with, like, a Castlevania-type game. Like, you had a menu, you had a backpack, you had to keep full or whatever. Yeah, it was you had to have crazy. spray paint, you had to have x-ray glasses to be able to see if people were actually aliens. Too much stuff going on for a Nintendo game with two buttons. Too much. That sounds very sexual. I know. Just think about that. Up, down, left, right, BA, right? That's all they had. Too much shit. 
Uh, so Tiny Toons, Tiny Toons. What do you, what do you like so much about Tiny Toons? I have become in my adulthood like a like a huge like Disney centric person uh, with my, my my family and my kids especially. But um, I I grew up really on fucking Tiny Toons. It was my everything. You grew up on I, this. It was your everything. I grew up on this. Yes. Um, I like Tiny Toons, Looney Ever since Toons, the baby boy an- Animaniacs, shit like that, because I just really liked that humor. I just liked the way that they always kind of played with the joke. I mean, this is shit that will eventually get stolen and reused over and over again, things like Family Guy, and and especially South Park, where they've like made purposely calls out to like Looney Tune as bits. I mean, Blazing Saddles has essentially a complete breakdown in the middle of Act Two, where they just do Looney Tunes. Like, they literally just do a Looney Tunes, like, cartoon in live action. And, like, the bad guy fucking punches a horse, the strong man, and you have the fucking, you know, classic, like, you know, Bugs Bunny character. We are all over the map here. <laughs> and I I, I, I I love all that Looney Tunes type shit. And so, for me, Tiny Tunes was just like, oh, this is my Looney Tunes. This is, like, for me, this is all mine, and I can I can snuggle it, and I can I give it kisses. Saying. Yeah, I guess. Whenever I want, because I can, because as long as I own it, I can do whatever I want to it, you know. And it's it's mine, and if I want, I can I can take it take it with me to the bathroom, and I can fucking you know like wash my hands and wash its hands. I can fucking huh? piss on it if I want, if piss on it, I can shit on its chest if it likes what? that kind of thing. It was mine. Ballard took mescaline before this episode. It was all mine. Uh, no, I hear what he's saying. Um, I, I mean, you do? <laughs> yeah. You follow that? When he's talking about yeah. how, could, how how Tiny Toons was his favorite animated series or, or cartoon because he could piss yes. on it if he wanted to? Yes, I, I get what he's saying. You know, he watched Looney Tunes growing up, but it came out in the 50s and 60s. This was a show airing while he was still growing up, so it was him. It was his jokes. He could it was he could carry it on with him through the rest of his life. He could shit on it. Because Looney Tunes was like my dad's and my grandpa. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. This was my my tunes. Yeah, it's fine. I, at Tiny Tunes, I remember really enjoying. I just don't remember much about it. Blue bunnies, pink bunnies. Yeah. Green ducks. Were yeah. they the kids, the nephews? What were they? They were like the kids, yeah. Okay. But they were like the, they were like kids in the sense of like like these cartoons like were like asexual and they just like started separating a little bit and it was like and like Alpha Bugs Bunny came a blue like pile of goo and then Alpha Bugs Bunny on the other side a, a pink pile of goo and then they formed into like Babs and Buster no Bugs and then like the Daffy like from... had this green pile of glue come out of his titty when he squeezed it and that turned into Plucky Space shit Jam. like that like I think that's how it was I think it was more like a sexual recreation no Bugs fu- fucked the hot bunny from Space Jam he was the hot bunny I thought isn't Bugs always the hot bunny? I don't know how to oh answer God. that one. He is. He is. He always looks great in a dress. Okay. I fuck him. Okay. He's the, the fuckable bunny. The the girl bunny from Space Jam was pretty fuckable for, for oh, a The cheerleader or whatever, fun. or what was she? I don't remember her name. Fuckable bunny. Cool boy nation. Google the girl bunny from Space Jam. She's highly fuckable. Highly. Yeah. And then don't get back to us. We're doing it right now. Space Jam. Girl, bunny, highly fuckable. Lola, oh god, talk about fuckable. She got What's sexy eyes. Lola, Lola, bunny, Lola, bunny. She got sexy eyes. She got them sex eyes. Oh, and ass. Oh, bunny ass. There are some. There are some interesting. All right, all here. right. Let's look at yeah, Lola bunny real quick. I mean, that is the most fuckable cartoon bunny I've ever seen. 
<sighs> All right, number four for me. Nolan. I don't have much else to say about this next show, but to me it was everything about the 90s. It was the epitome of the 90s. Philk, you've already mentioned it, and you said you'd have it on your list. I stayed up late watching this fucking show. Yeah. Because that's it was licensed. so good. That's license. Oh, that's your butt. That can't be license. That's, li- that's license, yeah. Muscular butt like that. How dare you interrupt me talking about one of the greatest 90s shows of all time coming up here. Sorry, ready? sorry. What be it? What is, what is it? And you'll agree with me, Philk. You will. I don't know about Ballard because he's so off, off the charts. Okay. But I'm going to say a little show that was so fantastic. Oh, we have, <laughs> we have more bunny tits in right. Shona Mayfays. Thank you. And a bunny pussy. Thank you so much. What I like about that picture you just showed me is she's fur all over her body, but yet she has a, a pube trail like that's dark haired like right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? She's got black pubes. Yeah, she has black pubes on her, on her bunny body. Oh, that's hilarious. Nolan, what is your number four? It is. Uh, 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 it's oh yeah, no, yeah, head. absolutely. If I was allowing animated series, absolutely that'd be on my list. Beavis and Butthead is like a transcendental level of comedy. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was like. Uh, I have it higher. Stop talking. Oh, you have it higher. Oh, so it's on Ballard's list. Oh shit. You have it higher. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about and Butthead when we get to it with, my, with mine. Then so, I oh, did not think number four. My number four would have been my number one had I not sorted side podcast with Ballard called Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast in which I'd come to the realization that as a whole, Batman, the animated series was not as maybe as brilliant, but I stand by its brilliance. I stand by it as a a definitive kid friendly take on Batman. Sure. The end. We can move on. Uh, Well, I have a couple quick things about Batman and they're very quick Uh, for me. At, by this point, Batman aired when? You guys have 92? Yeah. My whole thing with 90s cartoons is I'd, I'd moved on to real movies with real guns and real tits. So when the Batman cartoon came out, it was like an afterthought. It was like, there's already been two Batman films that are real. I like those. So I casually watched the Batman animated series. I thought it was cool for what it was. But yeah, listening back to you guys' podcast and you guys just going through episodes and saying how shitty it was, it kind of reminds me that maybe it wasn't as good as I remembered. Yeah, slow start. That's for sure. At least for right now, we're fine. Yeah, oh, I, think, God, yeah. I think it takes a season or two to kick in. I definitely no, because re- a lot of major things. The Academy, or not the Academy, the uh, it won an Emmy for a season one episode called Robin's Reckoning. Um, Heart but, of Ice, uh, I thought, got nominated. What? Heart, Heart of Ice got nominated. Yes, um, but yeah, they actually well, they won their Emmy for Robin's Reckoning, and um, I mean the show is great. It, it, I yeah. think I think the show has flashes of brilliance. And then it's at the same times it's a superhero series, so it's gonna have a lot of slog. It's gonna have a lot of like filler yeah. content where overarching storylines, or or you just have to you know submit an episode that week. So you're like, okay, we're gonna do what about Boss Biggest? It's crazy how they just took the art style of Tim Burton though and just kind of like put it like in the animated version. It's it's not as close as I, I, don't I mean, know what, really rewatching it's not as close as I thought. It's it's very Art Deco. Yeah, yeah. If watching as a kid, I thought I was watching a continuation of the Tim Burton films. It's it's close enough. Oh, for, for a sure. child. So I mean, he, yeah. he doesn't murder people though. But that's the best part about Tim Burton's Batman. No. He smiles and murders. Yeah. Doesn't use a fucking nine millimeter handgun. Just fucking throws guys down fucking sewer shafts. He does, and he lights well, them on fire with his uh, Batmobile. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah, it's a good show. I. If anyone wants to hear more about Batman the animated series. 
we talk about it a lot on our second podcast, so go check that out. Yeah. Someone yeah, because I'm not going to talk about it here. You can just listen to me there. Yeah. Yeah. Ballard, what is your number three? My number three is a follow-up to Tiny Toons. Oh, here it is. Uh-oh. Animaniacs? Mm. Animaniacs. It's time for Animaniacs. And we're saying it to the max. Yeah, I just didn't get this show. I didn't get it. Really? It stupid. I love it. It was definitely not stupid. It was almost too smart for kids. Like I said, so, so this aired afternoon... And by this point, I was fucking getting blowjobs at my tender age of eight years old. I was just a grown adult by this point. I didn't watch cartoons anymore. Didn't watch them. What the fuck is your life like? I I, I, I can't tell. Wait, how are right. Off air if necessary. How old were you when you got your first blowjob? I was, I was fucking, fucking getting, getting blowjobs at, at my tender, tender age, age of eight, eight years, years old. old. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I want to fuck you in the ass right now. I was 18. Yeah, no, I was 18 too. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up. Honestly, though, like I've talked about this before, I was going to R-rated films with my dad at age nine. So was cartoons I. Meant, cartoons meant shit to me. Like I stopped watching them. I saw T2 in theaters when I was a kid, but I mean, I still, yeah. I, I still loved fucking Batman the Animated Series. I still love the Animaniacs. Yeah, going back to the '90s, looking at this list, I see a lot of good shows, but a lot of them, like, just I don't remember them because I kind of, I, I casually watched them. Animaniacs is one of those shows I casually watched. And people would watch it, my friends, and I'd be like, eh, I don't get it. I'd rather so, go watch fucking Die Hard 2 right now. What did you do when you got home from school? You didn't turn on the TV and watch cartoons? You just smoked crack and got blowjobs? That's exactly what happened. No, I just turned on fucking Lethal Weapon. All right. Well, that was an on <laughs> my and, and TV. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I was just and I wasn't allowed. I was definitely not allowed to have, like, Lethal Weapon at my house. Like that's no. for sure. Like especially in like what like nineteen like what was it ninety three like through ninety five oh, yeah, or whatever. I was Lethal Weapon three at this point on VHS. Lethal Weapon three. Uh. Yeah, I didn't own anything like that. I had Ghostbusters. I was you know I had foul play. I was luck. I had Geely. <laughs> that's a deep cut. I I had I had movies that like my mom watched. I had Dirty Dancing. Like I didn't, I wasn't lucky enough to have Lethal Weapon. I'm sure if I had Lethal Weapon or Lethal Weapon Two, I would be watching it. Yeah, I remember being like in whatever grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, when Batman the Image series was already strong, and someone invited me to their Batman Mask of the Phantasm party and being like, "What the fuck? You go and watch cartoons? I want to go to fucking Batman and Robin right now." We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. Interesting. So wait, so Nola, you always seem to think that cartoons is like childish. It's yeah. like that's like your stigma attached to it. And I guess that's the fundamental difference I have is that I don't see them that way. I mean, even because once like, I got past 12 years old, it was hard for me to watch cartoons. So for me, like there's like a difference for me between like a kid's cartoon yeah. and like just like car- like a good cartoon. Like I, I, mean, I watch like Wild Kratts. I'm, I'm watching a kid's cartoon. No, even when someone Tiger, tells me there's a, a great cartoon. anime film to watch and turn on, like, I don't get it. I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, this is not good. Like, okay, honestly, really? honestly, before you complain about I anime. I cried from Wally. All right, hang on. Before anybody complains about anime, because I know Phil hates anime. Wally made me cry. Yeah. Have so you guys I'm... honestly seen Akira? No, I have yes. never seen Akira. Akira is fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it since 1997. It's really good. Did you like I, it then? Or I watched did you it once it in 1997, and I, I, I think I appreciated it, but it was kind of hard for me to get through. I love anime, but I can actually understand people's points that felt kind of shares that like a lot of it's kind of crap, and sure. and I can it's I totally animation. think a lot of anime follows almost too much the same patterns, and it is boring. But Akira is 
just vastly different to me. It's incredible. I just don't think I like cartoons, man. And I'm glad we're yeah, doing a podcast all to. about cartoons. Yeah. Do you like Pixar films or like that kind of stuff at least? Or do you not like that either? No, I like Pixar. I just don't go to my way to watch them. I wait till like my kids want to watch well, them and then I, then I enjoy them. In terms of like my whole cartoon versus animated series aimed at adults thing, like, yeah, if I probably rewatched cartoons for kids from the 90s today, as I'm learning on our side podcast, Batman Beyond the Cool Boys podcast, I, I, I wouldn't have as close a connection to it. But I'm looking back at when I was a kid, because I was a kid in the early 90s. Uh, and like these shows meant a lot to me because they were okay for me to watch. They were for me, but they also had like a, a level of wit and a, a level of edge to their humor that like was new to me. And it's kind of weird that, well, at least from Nolan's perspective, he was over being a kid while he was still a kid. <laughs> I guess is what you're well, saying. No, I would say he was over being a kid when he was a teenager, which is appropriate. Exactly. I turned 12 years yeah, old. So you weren't you weren't like into like teenager things like 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 doing smokes and sex <laughs> when the animated series came about but you were no, already like I, I moved on to real this? like live action cinema I guess and to bring it back to Pixar I've seen three Pixar films in theaters and they're all Toy Story hmm. cartoons are kind of hard for me to get through you know I, I just like live action even live action nowadays is hard for me to get through it's all shit oh yeah Oh, yeah, I think The Simpsons is the greatest television shit. show in the history of television. It was only good for its first third. So I watched Simpsons. Simpsons. I watched Simpsons. I watched Simpsons all the way through high school. I thought Simpsons was fantastic. No, I, I, not, yes. we we can't talk about it. It's like John Travolta's hair tonight. We can't talk about it. It is. It's like John Travolta's hair. We can't talk about. It. Can't talk about. It. Can't talk about it. I I love the first ten seasons of Simpsons like it's my fucking children, and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What show are we talking about right now, though? What's happening? Animaniacs, fellas. Oh, what's your number three? No, you don't. What, what, why do you like Animaniacs, though, Ballard? Uh, I, I like I like how it was like it was like a sketch comedy. Um, I liked how we did have like different beats, just like Tiny Toons. Yeah. Um, I liked how it was a little bit more original characters. Animated sketch uh, comedy. Like is Good a good Feathers, way which was actually them ripping on Goodfellas, so it's not really original, but it was original in the sense that it wasn't a Tiny Toons based on a Looney Tunes property. It was, um, no, no, the point, what that out? They, they did an episode based on Goodfellas. They did, they had jokes about like Psycho. They had like jokes that yeah. like required like a knowledge base that kids would not have. So they were, sure. Steven like, Spielberg was an executive producer on the series. I don't know if he produced it, but and Tiny he Tunes. executive produced it. And, Tiny and he was even a character in the series at times. They've definitely brought him in. They even did the catchphrase, so or how I think it's how Spielbergian for like anytime something epic or cinematic happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if I watched it today, I'd, I'd find a lot of humor in it. But just I remember as a kid when kids would be like, "Let's turn well, on Amy," I'd be like, "Ah, let's turn on something else." <laughs> let's turn on Lethal Weapon three. Yeah. <laughs> what you just said, Nolan's very poignant because humor is a big part of Tiny Toons was not necessarily a big part of Animaniacs. There was aspects of Animaniacs where they had a whole episode where. Uh, Yakko sang every single like state and capital in the United States of America, like and he did it in a great like, way. And like, and when they did that, it wasn't funny. It was just purely educational. And then there was emotional heartstring pulling. I literally had I was affected by one sketch that aired in an Animaniacs episode. One okay. sketch made everything in like in my head and my body just change. And I I actually what? have. Emulated this the, the rest of my life. So this one sketch, and it's not a character. This is not a character huh? like Mindy and Max. This isn't a character like the Who? Good Feathers. This isn't Yakko, Wacko, or Dot. This what? is one sketch they did where a golden gift wrap paper was used to buy this rich girl, rich child, a 
a present and wrap it in. She gets the wrapping paper and she gets the present and she tosses the wrapping paper and loves the present. The fucking episodes, little little sketch, follows the wrapping paper into the trash can, into the gutter, blowing on the wind, all this shit, until eventually it is on a, it's in a gutter somewhere and a homeless man picks it up. What's happening? And then he wraps a small box with this golden tattered gift wrap and then goes to a car with a wife and daughter in a car and they are clearly living in the car and he hands his daughter <laughs> this golden gift wrapped gift and she opens the gift she takes the gift wrapped she folds it nicely and she puts it in her pocket and it is extra special to her and that shit fucking made me ball i was fucking losing it watching that and i have emulated that process in my life whenever i think about stuff i can't help it but think about the potential journey non fucking like animated objects take in an animated show this made me think all of this at whatever age i was 13 14 like i was blown away by that <laughs> animaniacs ladies and gentlemen yeah animaniacs that explains a lot about you ballard now i get now i get it I get everything. I get it all. It was my everything. I grew it was up your on everything. This. You grew up on it. I grew up on this. Ever since you were baby boy Ballard. Baby boy. <laughs> That's crazy. You all thought right. about that though when you were like that age. Like I wouldn't even think about that now. Like Well, I'm sentimental. Like really sentimental. Something special about you. You're you're very special. I'm so special. Don't let anyone, No one anyone, sees this. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Cheers. Linoli, what's your number three? My number three, we're in the creme de la creme now. Cream. Says the, the cream of the crop. The cream Macho always man. rises to the top. Macho man fucking gave it to me. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. So my theme is just, these are shows that affected me, I guess. I remembered everything that happened in the episodes for a very long time. And number three was one of the weirdest shows I ever saw. Completely different than anything i ever seen before. It aired on Nickelodeon. And it was a show called Ren and Stimpy. Oh, okay. higher. I did not have Nickelodeon. Higher. 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 Wow. Ballard, that's our second that's our second connection tonight. And I thought we'd have no connections. We're, we're on fire. We're, we're just like we're like fucking lightning rages. I like to think of it as we're docking. Yeah, we're two tips of two cocks. You're uncircumcised, I'm circumcised. And we're, 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 oh, wait, <laughs> I'm circumcised, but I can pull enough still out. Because I got okay. a big enough D. Because you, you got a, a cut like that. My cut is just nothing. I was actually circumcised twice, so I have mm. almost none. What? Yeah, they didn't get enough the first time. They did it again. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Fuck, what's your number three? Uh, You're going to notice a theme here. I kind of feel bad that... This isn't, let's just put it this way. My number three and my number four are still somewhat of a tie. My number three is Superman, the animated series. Wow. Okay. Never seen an episode. Oh, well, that's going to be very tough. So while, okay, I, I actually watched Superman, the animated series, correct me if I'm wrong, I was a, like a legit teenager. And yeah, this, this was when I was like 16 years old. I was told you I was watching Lethal Weapon 4 at this point. Better reload. Then you can stay off the streets and out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> And take aim because your number is up. I was getting home yeah, from school. Like, yeah, what year was this? 99? I was driving home from, yeah, no, I was driving home from school in my first Miata 
And I would still turn on Superman the Animated Series when it came on at 4.30 p.m. and watch it. While I watched early internet porn. See, I can do both at once. And while... Rewatching the early Batman the Animated Series. This is before the like TVY, TV14, the the rating system allowed there to be like tiered levels of content in, in shows that were still directed for TV. Superman the Animated Series got a hard TV PG because it was allowed to have punching and allowed to have, you know, Superman getting shot by lasers and shit. While Batman the Animated Series is a kid early episodes, kid friendly, Superman the Animated Series to me is just straight up. This is Superman. Tim Daly's Superman is, I mean, his voice, that is the definitive Superman to me. Just to point out the fact that, like, I was 16, and, like, that's still, like, these episodes, especially the first Brainiac episode, like, really, like, when I saw Superman, like, in, in Returns and stuff, I'm just like, this is, this is less nuanced than what I watched when I was 16, stuff made for kids younger than me. Yeah, that's what Brian Singer didn't really think about when he was making Superman Returns, was that we had just seen Superman the Animated Series yeah, and had expectations that we wanted to see a fucking monster fight with Superman. Yeah. Like that was what we wanted to see in the movie, and then he didn't deliver that. He delivered something more on par with Superman the movie from 1979, 78, 78. I had never seen Superman's powers downplayed because I was, I was – Superman I knew was Chris Reeves, and it's like – this Superman can't fucking lift the earth with one hand. No, he, this is a Superman who's just super strong, super fast, can fly. His laser beam was heat vision uh, eyes. But he wasn't like in a world that also had like. Yeah, he was downplayed. Yeah, sure. Green Lantern right. and shit. Like he was he was just slightly more powerful. Green than Lantern all the was other... an episode of the Superman the Animated Series where you find Hal Jordan getting the ring for the first yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great episode. And, and it's just like the, the idea that like there were aliens all over the place. Who could just fuck him up? Who could like imprison him and enslave they him? They had like, to. There are legitimate right? threats. Yeah, I had never seen that before. That's what you. That's you're right. We haven't really seen that before. Um, and that was very important. That a they had to downgrade his his powers a little bit because this was going to be a series or a serial at later in the series, more so like a serial. And also, um, in a film, you can have a guy be all-powerful and figure it out for your two-hour narrative. While in, when you're doing, like, 24 episodes a season, like, I th- I don't know how many episodes it is a season, but usually whatever, 22, 24 episodes a season. Um, like, you can't have someone be that o- overly powerful. I would say a lot like how Batman the Animated Series is my, for me, my my best variation of Batman ever in media that's outside the comic books. I would say Superman the animated series is the best version of Superman in media outside the comic books. I it's agree. The closest thing you can have to that. I agree. It was it was also a big thing for me personally because uh, in addition to being into my com- into comics, my dad was I guess a fan of the 1940s Fleischer cartoons, and like for I me, I didn't really Fleischer. I didn't really have oh, a yeah. concept of Superman that I could grasp hold of because he was always too powerful and he was always too too gay. He was too big. He was too he was no he was just too like superhuman. Where's the threat? So like wait, Max Fleischer? No, 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 no. That was what my dad was into, uh, the '40s version. I think of the his kid. cock's too big and and the asses are too tight. But watch but wa- tight. when I when I watched the show when I was 16 and saw like oh this this is a Superman that like has like this alien shit is a constant like concept and like you know t- technology and and you know artificial life and all those things like, where Superman has threats. It really meant a lot to me. I would say uh, that, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're totally right. This was like aliens. This was powerful beings like Metallo. This was like a – this is the best version of Lex Luthor that's ever existed. 
by far. The Lex Luthor, this Lex Luthor, who is smart, he's also like pretty ripped. He's in good shape because he's like you love ripped Lex. Luthor. No, because he he he's wants bald, to be ripped and fucking he, hard. He, he wants to be. Um, I would say one of my favorite things about this Lex Luthor is that he is to me what Lex Luthor's supposed to be. Lex Luthor's supposed to be a businessman who the world knows, like a Steve Jobs. He's supposed to be the perfect specimen of humanity. That's why he's so upset about the existence of Superman, because he feels personally threatened by an, a being that comes to the planet that's an alien that immediately has good looks and great muscles, tight butt, huge dick, and he wears his underwear <laughs> on the outside. And Lex doesn't have that. Lex doesn't have that at all. How big is his dick, though? Lex has got a three-inch dick because, unfortunately, with Lex, it's a lot like Arnold. And that was really sad when we found that out with Pumping Arnold when Arnold doesn't have a big dick. And I remember going enough. to bed at night as a child, and I would go to sleep, and I would I would, I would, would get so cozy. And I would just, like, put my head in my pillow oh, no. and pull the blankets up tight, and I would think about Arnold as Conan or Arnold as the Terminator. This is coming from me saying Superman the Animated Series. is my, my, Or... My or or Arnold is in the Running Man. Oh, I know. Or Arnold and Twins. He's talking about. And, and I was thinking, Arnold his huge dick. dick is just gonna be like a big body pillow, and I can just snuggle his penis all up close, like this, <laughs> my body. Okay. And uh, then all of a sudden, in this podcast, you shattered what would have been thirty plus years of great dreams. Oh, God, all of a sudden, destroyed it in a minute when we found out Arnold's dick is tiny. Oh, it's not this giant, throbbing, huge body pillow of a penis that I can snuggle all night, all right. hold real close oh, and tight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, I think Superman's dead. Just, just one final thing. Lois Lane, okay. hottest version of Lois Lane. Animated, Dana hottest Delaney. version. Yeah, no, Dana Delaney. Sexy voice, but hot animated, too. And, and like, come on, Amy Adams? I fucked the shit out of Amy Adams. She's my Miss Frizzle Amy right Adams there. The That's my Miss Frizzle. That's Miss Frizzle. That's no. Miss Frizzle. Amy Adams. No, it's not. Kate Bosworth. I think I'd rather fuck Miss Frizzle. How come every live action, every Amy live Adams. action Lois Lane is like Amy Adams is the hottest one, or maybe Kate Bosworth? But still, it's like, yeah, come on, Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth one. from yeah. Blue Crush, yes. Kate Bosworth, like, actually she's never been Lane? a hot enough no. girl for the most powerful man in the universe to like bed. Yeah, that's why he loves her because she's retarded. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what's your number two? Is it my two already? Yeah, yeah, because after after you somehow took my Superman thing to talk You're to you about. Arnold Schwarzenegger's dick. Yeah. Let's see what you do with your number two. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, oh cool. Okay. It's everything for me. This I grew up on this. I grew up on Ren and Stimpy. I grew up on this. It's in my everything. B- Baby yeah. Boy Ballard. I have Nickelodeon. Love this shit. But I actually have a question for you guys first, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Baby Boy Ballard. Um, and I think for this, this will surmise my Ren and Stimpy experience, okay? Okay. I, I wouldn't say Powder Toast Man or something like that is oh. my favorite thing about Ren and Stimpy. Oh. I wouldn't say the close-up painted drawings oh. they would do of nasty oh. fucking warts oh. and butts and whatnot with oh. hairs and, oh. and pimples on them. No, guys, oh. I have a question to ask you. What rolls downstairs alone or in pairs and over your neighbor's dog. What's great oh, for a sh- snack and fits on your back? It's log. What rolls downstairs, alone or in pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack and fits on your back? It's log, log, log. Yeah, it's log. Log, log. Log, and don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. From Blammo. Log. Yeah. From Blammo. 
Ren and Stimpy so good, but Ballard, you hit everything on the head, which I loved about that show. It was Powder Toastman and his glistening fucking ass cheeks. First oh, cartoon yeah. ever to show fucking ass cheeks close up. And it was those close-ups of the nasty fucking nose goblins. You're like, what is this weird, out-of-character shot from the show that just happened? Like, why does that look like a yeah. completely different drawing? What is that? That's disgusting. Every time they went to those close-ups, I almost threw up, but I loved it. I loved it. It was gross. It was grotesque. Yeah. But it was fantastic, and it was wonderful to watch to see that. It was like it was exhilarating. It was like going to Consumption Junction before Consumption Junction, it but it was animated. Shows ahead of its time. That's why it didn't last that long. It's a, and a what really was the horse guy's name? I forget him, but he was a great character too. Mr. Jackoff? Yeah, and he was essentially a, a, a variation of Charlton Heston, if I recall, yes. like the oh, way God. he yelled. This is my time to talk about Charlton Heston, honestly. Go ahead. Okay. Please go. In the 90s. Charlton Heston was just always the last character at the end of a trailer. Like, it'd be like, so-and-so, so-and-so, and Charlton <laughs> yeah. Heston. Like, it was Charlton like, fucking it was, Heston. It was the fucking stinger for you. We were like, oh, shit, Charlton Heston's in this. Charlton I, I got to go this? now. Like, it was fucking, like, True Lies and Tombstone. Like, Tombstone is the epitome of, like, oh. naming off 20 names, and the last one was like, and Charlton fucking Heston. Kurt Russell. Val Kilmer, Dana Delaney, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Sam Elliott, and Charlton Heston. And Charlton fucking Heston. I love True Lies' Charlton Heston. He has a fucking eye patch. He's a James I, I, I almost think that he came to set with an eye patch, and James was just like, yes, <laughs> yeah, go yeah, with it. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Roll with it. I thought that was a Nick Fury reference, but uh, maybe. Uh, oh, I totally. Was, maybe it was. Charlton Heston showing up that day. Um, Nick Fury was. What was Charlton Heston's last movie? Was it Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's? Live action, was he yeah. That? Yeah, he's, he's, I think it was ape. his last movie. Is he dead? Oh, he was in Armageddon. Yeah. He was the voiceover in Armageddon. That was before right, in the beginning. Uh, Planet of the Apes, though. Oh. Did he get buried with a gun in his fucking cold? He's still alive. <laughs> He's still alive? Charlton Heston's dead, dude. Sorry. Charlton. <laughs> I'm getting contradictory reports here. He died in 2008. Sorry, no, I'm sorry to tell you guys. Charlton Heston's oh, he died, dead. Oh, he died 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah he's dead. Oh, oh he's okay. dead. Rest in peace, Charlton Heston. I think it was like a really rotting, like slow cancer death. Cancerous handjob death? He had Alzheimer's. <laughs> I heard he had a huge dick. Oh, the biggest. They called it the log. Rest in peace, Charlton Heston. Rest in peace, Charlton Heston. Were you guys talking about Rin and Stimpy? You know, the creator yeah, was recently accused by like a, a, a woman because she was in a relationship with him when he was like 13. And he was like pretty open about it. <laughs> What? The creator. Let's see what his name is. Then maybe I don't like this show. The Ren and Stippy creator? Yeah, He's John the Young Chicks. Crick Falsy. Crick Falusi. John Crick Falusi. I have no I, I have no idea how to pronounce that name. Yeah. Uh two two women. One was uh she said she was fifteen. One thirteen. Ooh. All right, well my number two is yeah, actually I can, I can move on the this tick. Show. I love the tick. The tick was the best. Oh, the tick's awesome. I don't know why the tick I didn't think of the tick. My number two is The Tick. Cool. So My cool. number three is not Ren and Stimpy. Is it The Tick? It's The Tick. It's The Tick. <laughs> the Tick. Let me tell you, I remember so much about The Tick. I'll tell you everyone's name right now. There was The Tick. There was... The Cherry Guy. The Cherry Guy. There was Arthur. 
Who? Arthur? Wasn't that the name of his bug moth friend? Mm -hmm. Sure, there was Arthur. There was the mosquito. There was the beetle. There was the uh, the the bat guy, the Batman character. Forget there was the, name. the Batman character. Mm -hmm. There was the Joker character. There was a Two Face character. I like the Mad Bomber who bombed at midnight. That was my I like favorite. The Mad character. Bomber who bombed at midnight. Uh, deflator Mouse. I forgot about that. I like Deflator, I like deflator Mouse. That was that's Batman. German for the bat. Like that oh, is there was a, a that sea is urchin a guy. Really complex. Yeah, the sea joke. urchin guy. So good. Um, who else? I like I like the starfish guy. I like the seal guy. Uh, I like all, the, I like the lion guys. guy. The cougar guy is great too. The panther guy, he's amazing. Best guys. <laughs> yeah, a bipolar guys, bear guys, guys. who was dressed as guys, a bear guys, guys. and had, it guys, was, guys, had guys. bipolar disorder. <laughs> it would often be like too depressed to fight crime. That was a running theme. Those were dark jokes for kids for a kid's show. That was Saturday morning, Biggie. Yeah. Biggie. 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 Well, that's why it was canceled after say, six episodes. Biggie. Baby, I meant to say baby, and I went with big guy, and I, th I came out as baggy. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Nolan, what's your number two? All right, my number two, uh, we've been on the theme of me being too cool for cartoons, but my brother watched a lot of sh my younger brother watched a lot of shitty cartoons, but he turned on this show one day on Nickelodeon, and I was there. I liked it, it reminded me of myself, it reminded me of my best friend, who was exactly like this guy's best friend, and the older. His cousin was exactly like my older cousin. This was a show that reminded me so much of Muppet Babies. It was Rugrats. What? Oh, I don't. Okay, wow. Because Rugrats is a show that Rugrats. for me is just like I was. I was too old for that shit. And I knew people. Who yeah, were but it. I had. I had a younger brother who watched it religiously, and I got into it because of the connections that I had with my personal life. And I, I think Rugrats is a great show. It was awesome. It was like Muppet Babies, and that's what it connected me to. I was like, oh, this is Muppet Babies for like a new generation. I don't know anything about it. I just knew that like one of the I characters like was literally wearing a diaper, Chucky, and that was too weird to Chucky me. Chucky was a little bitch. Uh, the twins were awesome. Well, I, I can't remember the the bitchy girl's name, Elmira Angelica. or something Angelica. like that. And it Angelica. goes back to my theme of having to remember these shows. And I remember everything about Rugrats. I loved all the characters. I loved every show. I thought every Chucky episode. and his fucking dad were just pains in the ass. Just oh, these, they were huge. Wait, Chucky's the redhead. Am I right? Huge or bitches. Huge bitches. Yeah. And the dad had that fucking, like, super child molester mustache. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The biggest. The biggest. Rugrats the movie I saw in theaters, too, funny enough. I did see that in theaters, too. I saw it with all my young, my, my like... younger cousins and siblings. You know, Rugrats has been an interesting show to 2001? remember. 2001? I have not seen it since I saw it as a child, Nolan. But to remember Rugrats in my head while having two kids... That has been an interesting perspective when I look at them. I always think like, oh, I wonder if they're having those cool like journeys and stuff when I don't Dibbles pay moments. attention for like yeah. five hours. And it was that opening theme and intro from a from a young baby's perspective, like mm -hmm. POV of him walk, walking around the house and seeing everything, and everything was like warped and like out of perspective, and like the music was like, bo bo bo. No, that's Doug. It was uh. Oh yeah, that was Doug. Nickelodeon then was all about like the sounds you could make with your mouth. <laughs> yeah, they liked Seinfeld a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was like Seinfeld. Anyway, yeah, Very Red cool. Rats, great show. I loved it. Five out of five cool boys. The Anti-Defamation League uh, created a Washington Post editorial page uh, calling it hate speech against Jews, castigating the series for its depiction of Tommy Pickles' maternal grandparents, accusing their character designs of resembling Nazi-era depiction of Jews. Nevertheless, many, many yeah. Jewish people uh, praise the show for its depiction of a, a Jewish family, and it has uh, several episodes that depict Hanukkah and other Jewish traditions in, in a positive light. 
Now that you say that, all I can see is how anti-Semitic the show was. They were Jewish, Tommy Pickles and his dad, Stu Pickles with his purple hair. I guess it's um, stereotyping the Jews. The old terrible. saying is, is uh, Jews have purple hair, and that's true. Admiral Holdo. She's Jewish. She's Jewish? There's, there's, She's Jews in, Jewish. there's Jews in Star Wars? Definitely. They don't even have Christmas. They have Life Day. Yeah, I love Rugrats. Great Dunk, show. what's your number two? No, it's Nolan's number two. Yeah, what's your you number two? You did Rugrats. Oh, Rugrats was Nolan's? That's so odd. Yes. I'm okay. pulling my cock Thunk. out. Yeah. Thunk, what's your number two? My number two, completing a trend. And coming in at the tail in the 90s. Yes, indeed. I was a full-on teenager when this show premiered. The whole reason I agreed to do the current side podcast of the DCAU oh God. reviews, Batman and Beyond. Justice League was in 2001. Batman and, Batman Beyond. I almost said Batman and Beyond, or maybe I did. Batman Beyond, I believe, is the best show of the DCAU. It is not aimed at kids. Hitting TV 14, it was aimed at teenagers who grew up with Batman the Animated Series and was giving them a continuation. It introduced a character who was 17 and a former juvenile delinquent, and it introduced Batman as an old man bringing the closest iteration of the Frank Miller Batman to the DCAU. It has episodes that deal with as adult, well, as teenage themes as possible, even in, there's even an episode dealing with Terry McGinnis probably having sex with his girlfriend for the first time. So it, 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 it brought that world with me growing up so that when I was in college and watching Justice League, even though it was bringing it kind of back down to the kid friendly, it, it completed it full circle. It is the most adult show in the DCAU, and it is, I believe, the best. And Ballard hasn't seen it, and I really want him to. I got nothing much to offer you on that. I was I was too old. I was I was watching Lethal Open Five at that point. Yeah, I kind of wish you picked Eat the Cat. Honestly. Great movie. That's the best one. When they when uh, when Riggs finally goes to space. Lethal Open Five. Riggs in space. Yeah, no. I don't yeah, know. we got it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 could, I honestly couldn't tell. Say something. I said I wish you picked Eat the Cat. Bellard, we're now down to the number one. What do you have? Wait, that's literally all we're going to talk about for folks number two? Okay. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Um, How about this? Um, The one thing I do know about Batman and Beyond is that Kevin Conroy does do the voice of Bruce, right? What? Yes. That's cool. Sorry, what? Kevin Conroy did the voice of Bruce. He was a grizzled old Bruce who has, you know, gotten to the point where he accidentally, well, on purpose, had to shoot a criminal. And had to retire because he realized he couldn't be Batman anymore. And that's it, gay. Just like the fact that like there's there's a gay. It's 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 a future, somewhat dystopia Did you world. Say it's gay. No, you just said you said it was gay. Just like the fact that like there's there's a gay. It's 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 a future gay 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 gay. That's, that's gay. gay. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess what you just said it's a gang. There's like there's like gangs based on the super. Oh, like, gangs. Like gangs. Like the Joker's been dead for a long time. Gay. 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 Sort of. Um, so there's like the Joker's is like a gang in in future Gotham, and they're like they're not depicted as like the gangs are Batman the Animated Series. They're like closer to like fucking like the Warriors with mixed with like real world gangs. Like they're they're dealing drugs on, and you actually see them depicting dealing drugs. 
Yeah, I don't like Batman to me is Bruce Wayne. You throw another yeah, guy in the Bruce mix. Wayne. I don't, I don't it's not Terry McGinnis. That, that is absolutely dealt with on the show. That it's absolutely dealt with on the show. Like they, they, there's like a whole the whole like episode like I will you can be a Robin, and, and he's like I'm not gonna do it if I get to be Robin. I'm gonna do this if I if I can be Batman, the next Batman. And he's like I didn't like his costume. It was too flamboyant and gay. It was like Tim Burton's. I mean uh, Joel Schumacher status. No, it wasn't. It's, it's that's like Spider Man 2099. Yeah. He can fly. It, it has. It, it has. He jets was fucking in it. red. He had like wings that came out of his. Arms. It was all black. The the bat symbol was red. See, about it felt. This tells me a lot about you. Your number one cartoon from the '80s was uh, Silverhawks. Batman Beyond was very much a Silverhawk character. His arms went up and wings came out. And he, he was. Flew around he was with his fucking chrome hair and his chrome cock. You know, there's actual wingsuits like that. That that technology now exists. Perfect, Ballard. We are now at number one. What is Uh-oh, your number one thing? 1990s cartoon. T minus cool boys and counting. Three, two, one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, guys, Amazing. this is it. It's all boiled down to this. And I have honorable mentions. Honorable mentions indeed. I have options that I could have gone to, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the one that I told Nolan earlier. Higher. Or Felk earlier. Higher. Which one ever it was. Higher. It is Beavis and Butthead. Interesting. Now for me... In September of 1992, and I remember watching the very first Beavis and Butthead short, Frog Fucking Baseball. And I was locked and loaded from that point on into Beavis and Butthead. I loved it. And then they came out with Beavis and Butthead Do America, which I actually think is a really good fucking uh, that movie. That fucking great. Demi Moore and Bruce Willis are the fucking villains. Like, that's awesome. And they're fucking yeah. in the movie, too. And there's all kinds of Demi so Moore animated titties spilling out. So much I fun. loved it. I th- so and it was titties. Mike Judge. So much Judge. Yes. And Mike Judge would later do great shit like fucking King of the Hill. Like, Office Space. Like, Idiocracy. I mean, Mike Judge Silicon is a fucking Valley. great yeah. genius. And I've never watched Silicon Valley beyond this, the first season. But what? Silicon it's Valley is good. pretty good. It's, not, it's okay. It's not the his first best season work. was okay. I like the first season. It's his second best work, if you're asking me. No, I don't know why. Uh, I, you know, I, you I, like I think Silicon King of the Hills is, a lot? Is, 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 is. I like Silicon Valley. I'm a huge fan of what King of the your, Hill. What is his first best work to you? King of the Hill. Beavis and Butthead. Fall by Beavis and Butthead. I do not like. Fall by Office Space. Office Space is really good, actually. Uh, but I love Office Space. This one movie, though. So this one movie, Silicon Valley is not But think about seasons. what Office Space did as one movie. You have to be Texan to get King of the Hill. World. Like a whole cult status, yeah, like, no. uh, and it's, that's a great cult status to get. Something like I that. I couldn't argue if you had it number two. I don't know if I could argue, but uh, as far as King of the Hill, uh, after a season, it you was have to be stale. You have to be Texan to get it. No, in the late, the later so. half, it, it got it, it actually became the show. It felt like it was making fun of in the first seven seasons. The first seven seasons have like a, a, that dark wit to them, where there's like an extra layer on top of everything, and that just fell apart after after a while, and it just kind of started like appealing to the people it was making fun of originally. I don't think I ever laughed watching King of the Hill. Me either. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's very it. dry. It is very dry humor. But I can't. Oh, the, the Come a fucking hand in my pants, stroking my cock. Bobby, let's, come take my hand from me. 
and this is your impersonation. Hand in the pants is uh, <laughs> is married with children. I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I know it humor. was like yeah, it was married children with like uh, with uh, the King of the Hill voice guy. I don't even know his name. No, this does Hank King of the Hill. Maybe somebody yeah. did come back. I, I I've only seen a handful of the the the, the re, reboot at rebooted episodes from 2010. I didn't, I didn't know it was back. Uh, I didn't know it was back. I love that Beavis and Butthead also did music videos. Yeah, it's part of the why you can't get it anymore. Like, you can't get those because of the licensing. At this point in time, I was staying up late to watch Playboy Channel and just try to come across a flash of tits in some sort of, like, Red Shoe Diaries or some Skinamax porn. But Beavis and Butthead... Playboy Channel had flashes of tits all the time. (laughs) ...actually kept me up late, and I wanted to watch it because it was so fucking good. It was so 90s, like, just... It was... Reminded me of Mystery Science Theater 3000 and just watching just shitty music videos and listening to their commentary and just, I thought it was great. It was a great show. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot. That's a very good, that's a very good reference to it um, in comparison. Yeah, it is a lot like Mystery Science Theater 3000 with the music videos. And I think a lot of people probably don't like the music video interruption. I did love it. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. And they would comment on like great shit like Foo Fighters and like or would, Nirvana. Yeah, I, I would learn about bands I never even heard of. I would see bands that I liked when Metallica would come on and they would just pause and be like, oh, oh shit. Metallica, yes, yes, yes. It jacked me up. Oh, yeah. I really liked Beavis and Butthead, even though they are absolute idiots. I, I oh, don't the think the show is, is celebrating their, their, their idioticness. Like, I think it's really kind of more about like the, that, you know, how misunderstood teens are, yeah. especially and in the 90s. Phil, you talked about watching a show like this in secret. I actually like this show because I watched it with my dad because he found it hilarious. Yeah, my, my, I wasn't allowed. We, my dad would let us watch it, but he would not watch it with us. My older brother watched it with me and uh, my little brother. Yeah, so I love Beavis and Butthead. I think it's great. I love the movie, too. Beavis, I, I love Beavis and Butthead. I think it is, it is uh, hilariously dark. Um, there you go. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, uh, their interpretations of their gym teacher, and their fucking principal, and their um, their like whatever that 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 really gay character is Fly hippie, high, the hippie guy that the hippie guy, yeah, lesbian yeah, exactly. lesbian seagull. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love how small their cocks are. They wear like fucking like uh, racquetball patches for jock straps over their cocks. Okay, Jesus, yeah, that's an interesting detail. Noli, what's your number one? <laughs> <laughs> My number one. And I love this because my number one's always the one show Felk picks out that he hates the most. My show is Doug. How do you? Wow. You, who thinks that anything softer than a rock hard cock is unacceptable, <laughs> think Doug funny, who is the softest, most malleable, doughy fucking thing to be acceptable? I don't get it. You like you got Arnold. A friend named Skeeter. You, you you like Arnold fucking having, having biceps that ripple that like like they're like they're about to burst out but of his you fucking know what? skin. There was fucking episodes when Doug had biceps where they were ripping out of his skin. Same episodes fucking, where Doug's cock extended twelve miles long and jammed into Patty Mayonnaise fucking lush vagina. Shot lightning. Yeah, and it's those pathetic. Ep- those like, episodes happened. Dreams that never materialized. Right, did you watch a different version where he's like fucks Patty Man- Mayonnaise? What, what's her name? Pa- Patty Pancake Mayonnaise? Pa- Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. I think for me, Doug not only has one of the most singable uh, theme songs of all time from the 90s and intros, but uh, Doug came around Arf! the time Doug came around the time when I was in the same grade 
And I connected with this guy. Like, it was like I knew all about what he was going through. I still remember all the characters, the bullies, the best friends, the hot chicks, the weird neighbors. Doug just stuck around with me, and I, I can watch Doug. And Doug is one of those rare shows when you go back and you watch it on Netflix or whatever, every episode holds up. It's still very rewatchable in 2018. No way. Totally. Oh, go back and watch, you fucking asshole. This is how Wikipedia describes Douglas Yancey funny. Doug is depicted as an introverted, quiet, insecure, and naive 11, later 12-year-old boy who more often than not tries to deal with his fear of failure. Yeah, that's the fucking character I want to be like. I didn't want to be like him. I I just related related to him. I related to his whole world. It was a great show. I like Doug. I don't know. The show made me depressed. It made me depressed. Like, he chooses (laughs) to wear that? A fucking sweater vest? He loved yeah, with, it. He owned shorts. it. He owned it. With he shorts? tried to wear other stuff. He tried to wear other stuff. People tried to dress him. His sister was a fucking beatnik. The Beats were on the show. The Beatles. Oh, yeah. It's a great show. The show has so many quotable lines and quotable, like, little ditties and songs. What's the quotable line from the show? You know what I'm talking about. No, do a quotable <laughs> line for me. What is the quotable line? Honk, honk. That's not a line. <laughs> That's a oh, sound a effect. Line. His dog, Porkchop. Pork chop, yeah. I liked the open when pork chop and him would have like a yeah. They had a know, little routine every single time something new would happen. He'd get his foot yeah, stuck the, in a paint can like the or beat. Yeah, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Doug's a great show. I mean, come on, it's a fucking it's a top five ninety show for sure. And if you Absolutely. look at if you look at anyone's list online, Doug is always in there. Seen like Doug was four, in my top ten for sure. Seen like four episodes, and uh, I just I hated this character. I I I, I found it like. I, I I think it was the first it was the first time I ever looked at something that said stop well, being Felk, a pussy. Felk, you actually gave Justice League four out of five stars. So I you know our opinions are very different. I gave it zero. Yeah, how did you give Justice League four out of five stars? I don't remember. Did I? I thought I gave it three and a half. <laughs> I didn't give it four. <laughs> yeah, I think I gave it three or three and a half. I mean, it was you better than it. I thought it'd be. I, I, my opinion no. of it is diminished. You were enthusiastically going to see it the next day. You're like, I'm I going did. to see it tomorrow. I did. Yeah, and you look. Yeah. You're a horrible person. I'm not judging the the, aste- I mean, the filmmaking or aesthetic quality or animation or whatever of Doug might have been fine. It's the character. It's like, I I, I don't relate to the, I, I I thought Doug was a pussy. If you want something. So, Phil, yeah. you don't like Jewish characters. Doug's not Jewish. Oh, he's totally Jewish. Jewish. You don't like Jewish characters? We're going back to, we talked about this 40 Rugrats. An hour ago. I, I, I love I love the like critic. And you hated that. <laughs> he's, a, he's very Jewish. I'm looking. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Felk, Felk, do you like Schindler's List? Doug, Doug Funny is not Jewish. He's definitely Jewish. No. Doug's dog is Jewish. That's how Jewish Doug is. His dog is circumcised. Presbyterian. Wait, what? What do we determine? He is gay or or not gay? Well, Jenkins, oh, the, creator, gay. the creator is autobiographical. He's Presbyterian, so it's close enough. There is a character who's Jewish. Jenkins I never Jewish. watched fucking Doug. I watched like four episodes. And I, yeah, I was like, so you this can't hate on it. It's a great show. This character, it's a great show. Yeah. This character is a pussy. I'm gonna watch Street Sharks. Oh, yeah. Street Sharks was not on at the same time. <laughs> His character is a pussy. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 18 years old and watch Batman Beyond when Lethal Weapon Five is on. <laughs> it wasn't like an option. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Five is the best Lethal Weapon. Though. <laughs> All right, Felk. What is better than Doug? You're number one. I know what it is. Of course you know. It's already. It's it, like, it was my yeah, number exactly. five. Yeah, because I did it as a higher, and now you, the, my process of elimination. You know what it is. It is X Men. The animated series. Ah, great show. 
I love where, like, the, the episode where a Gambit has to go back to the bayou and, like, sort out his, like, thieving yep. days. I love that episode. His, like, flirtations with Rogue. I learned how to fuck from Gambit. Let's face facts. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, he nice. knows. Yeah. Dude, no, he, he, wears, he wears an outfit that fucking highlights his abs. That's what the women want. He just, abs. It's great, great for, for fucking. fucking. Blue arrows pointing right to his cock. I learned how to fuck. Let us have a kiss. From Gambit. Must be my way I learned how to fuck. Denzel Washington makes me hard every morning. For Gambit. You must like to play cards. I like solitaire, okay? Unless I got someone to play with. Sweet pussy. Gambit was my star. He straight up tells Rogue, like, you should fuck me tonight. Like, several times in a kid's show. I love it. I love it. Uh, and she should have. Wolver, everyone remembers Wolverine. Wolverine, but 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 Gambit was the star of the show. Gambit was the pimp. Gambit was my star. I like Wolverine. I like Cyclops. Uh, Gambit was my star. That show made Gambit so fucking cool. Because because Wolverine had this petty like I don't like that Cyclops is the teacher's pet, but he's got the pretty girl. I really like Jean. It's like Cyclops is like I'm sorry. Uh, Gambit is like I'm above that fucking petty schoolyard shit. I am too cool for this. There will never be a Gambit cooler in that show. No, yeah, that's true. Sorry, Channing Tatum. I always looked at it as as I like Gambit and I like Rogue. Rogue. I love their love story. I loved Rogue the most out of all the women. I think I think the idea of a green and yellow full body tight spandex jumpsuit with a fucking bomber jacket on. So, so hot. hot. And her titties are so in this jumpsuit that the jumpsuit actually goes into the cleavage, making each titty pop out individually it's like this uh, can you imagine seeing that in person it's just like these two yeah no that rogue from that show that's my epitome of like the ideal woman and her accent oh my god oh she's so fucking bang me incredible bang me what if i'd been lying about not being able to touch another human being what if i could if i wanted to what's this supposed to mean to me come up to the rec room in five minutes and i'll show you bang me every day She's way Very hotter good. than Keanu. Yeah. She's so much hotter than Keanu. Oh, my God. And then they cast Anna Paquin. What? Yeah. Horrible. When yeah, I, that, I cast her, I was like, get out of here. Come on. That was a very... I mean, they they used they they used Rogue in the first X-Men movie the same way they used Jubilee in the two-parter X-Men premiere. Uh, yeah. Which is like, she's Night kind of, she's kind of like totally, the young totally. who's one who's in, who doesn't really know much about mutant shit, and she's introduced to this, this world. Elk, X-Men might be my number one. Yeah. But there's a reason it's not. We can almost be connecting here. We can almost be touching dicks. Mm-hmm. But I have a thing to say about X-Men. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Ballard, are you with me? I am. I, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm on pins and needles. So X-Men came out at a time when I was a very straight little boy. Yeah, you hated gay cartoons. Like I dog. hated gay cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I played so much sports as a kid, baseball, football games, soccer games. X-Men came on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was never available to watch this fucking great show that I'd get to school on Monday and everyone's talking about this fucking show X-Man with all these people fucking talking about this chick named Rogue with they're all fucked, all this butt sex that was happening on. I miss out on all this butt sex. All this butt sex. I miss out on all of it. I would catch X-Men during the summer when I was like off of sports. I'd catch reruns. I'd catch an episode here and there. And everything I saw I loved. I had to buy VHSs of X-Men years after they came out just to catch up on the show because fucking there was no TiVo or DVR then. I didn't see most of my X-Men until I was a 20-year-old adult when Ballard handed me fucking, like, ripped copies from his DVDs. 
That's when I actually saw this show, and they still held up. So I know the show was great. I just didn't <laughs> see much of it when I was a young baby boy Ballard. Yeah, Undoli, uh, question for you then. The show narratively and structurally holds up. Characters hold up, I'm sure, even though it probably feels very 90s. Oh, it's so 90s. Does the animation hold up? Because that was a really weird, super saturated, high contrast mm-hmm. animation style. It was like a polar opposite of Batman the Animated Series. It was just like I liked it, bright and colorful, but like and the intro every time, no matter what, no matter if the episode was shitty or not, that intro got me so jacked, my dick would be fucking through the roof, whatever room I was in. Well, I mean that animation style I really loved because it was reminiscent of comic books. Comic books would have a a penciler, and then they have an inkist, right? And this cartoon felt like it had the inkist. They would actually like it felt like it had someone that went through and inked. And did all the dark shit. And, like, that felt very, very, like, motion cartoon comic book to me. It's, it, no, it's a beautiful animation style. But yeah. but it only is for the first four seasons. There's a fifth season where they outsourced it to, like, Yeah, Singapore. the whole fifth season's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's beyond um, that's garbage. That's the season, unfortunately, where Wolverine meets Captain America in World War II in a flashback. I never saw that one. The fifth season's horrible. Yeah, that's where they start getting weird. Like, the final episode where... Uh, Xavier was like, "There's that chick, Leandra, Liliandra, something like that, Lilandra. Yeah, who's like alien? Yeah, the and she's like, queen. Yeah, she's like, I can, I can cure your uh, paralysis. And and Charles is like, All right, I'm gonna go with her, this chick. She's gonna fuck me and cure me. I guess. Goodbye, my X Men. You're all great." Bye. And That's then how the show ends. ended? Yeah. And then he goes to space. That's it? Oh, wow. Basically, it's like, I have to go now. My planet needs me. Except it wasn't his planet. It was a little Andrew's planet. Totally that. I'm, I need to, I, I can cure my paralysis. Well, X-Men, I loved it. Great no, no, show. It is. The first Solid four seasons choice. are great. Five out of five. Solid choice. Five out of five for me, so, too. So, I personally, we all were talking about themes earlier, guys. I personally picked a theme, and it was, I was not going to pick any type of superhero comic book related uh, uh, cartoon. I that was my theme. Stay away from that because otherwise, my top five would have been, you know, at least the top three would have been Batman animated series, X Men animated series, Spider Man the animated series. No one was in Captain Planet. No, Captain Planet is <laughs> no. No one watched James Bond Junior. What James mm-hmm. Bond Junior? That was a weird show. I did. I watched some of that. Was any was anyone weirded out that James Bond Junior was his nephew, but his name was James Bond Junior? Yeah. I don't think it was his nephew. I think he's fucking his sister that we didn't know existed. Wait, what? You can't really be a junior and be a nephew, right? Also, if it's his, if it's his sister's kid, he w- wouldn't his last name wouldn't be Bond unless she never took the unless she was a whore. <laughs> We better stop talking about all these fabulous 90s cartoons because I want some butts. Man butts full of hair braided for convenience. <laughs> Let me slide my tongue into their moist crack that has just been recently freshened up with lavender. No aloe. Almost too much lavender to the point of distracting me from the beautiful soundscapes music track playing in the background. I like soundscapes. It sets the mood just right for inhibitions to be unleashed. And I haven't even started my full service yet. Time for the flip, bitches. It's mongering time. How many men are in here now? One, two, three, or four. Pounding my ass to the floor. Wake up, world. I want some more. 
Coming in butts, coming on guts, driving me nuts. I want some butts. It's fucking talking body time. All systems ready. Three, two, one. I saw not walking with this girl. Talking bodies. Yeah. Talking bodies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. As always, Talking Bodies has us discussing the wonderful world of mega hotties and so super hot. babes. Oh, cool boy nation. Do enhance your body experience. Strap on that hard drive. Whip out the keyboard. And let's go googling for some sweet bodies. But some even sweeter dongs. We're doing dongs, too, it's huh? Been, it's been quite some time since I said that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a while. Now it's time to pick our top three bods from a specific show, movie, franchise, or era. And this week's segment is called Sailor's Moons. So we're going to be focusing on the hot animated 90s babes like Sailor Moon, Daria, Marge Simpson, Leela, Lois Griffin, Summer Gleason, Jean Grey, Rogue, Storm, Miss Frizzle, or Carmen Sandiego. A couple names we've already name-dropped. I will have to go first and say that my number one is Rogue. Uh, my yeah, number two Rogue. is absolutely Leela. Really? I will fuck a one-eyed bitch for sure. I don't know who this chick is. And my you know number three Leela is Summer is? You, don't, you never watch Futurama? Oh, yeah, okay. Marge Simpson's really fucking no, hot. No, she's not. I, don't, I never got the people who are in the Marge Simpson. Even the Big Tit episode? No, I mean, for me, it's, it's like... Episode. It's It's Rogue... Animated series Lois Lane, the chick from Car- the, the 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 like investigator, the 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 girl who's like she was old enough to drive. I don't know how old she was, but Car- Carmen San Diego girl was hot. She had nice tits. <laughs> no names, nice tits. You don't want to fuck a one-eyed bitch with purple hair? No, I do. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Oh my god. You know how much I like. I Poison would go Ivy. rogue. Poison Ivy. Summer Gleason. Summer's not number th- three for me, but I, I'll accept that list. Oh, yeah. We have I love Summer I'm fine Gleason. with that. Summer Gleason's totally fine. Who's Summer Gleason? She's like the... Um, She's like Vicky the, Vale. Uh, the Vicky Vale character from Batman Animated Series. Vicky Vale was She's created a redhead. by a specific She's character. She's like practically like a Lindsay Lohan, just so hot and sexy in Lindsay's prime. Yeah. Prime oh, Lindsay Lohan's yeah, a good she's, way to describe She's my number three. Yeah, she's my number three. Yeah, Summer Gleason's... Yeah, she's my number three, too. So Rogue's number one. Uh, I would say then uh, Poison Ivy number two, Summer Gleason number oh, three. Oh, so you have just three redheads. Yeah, yeah I guess. done. I love right, it. Done, done. I'm fine with that. Fire crashes. I don't care. All right. I don't, I don't give a shit. Well, it's time for... All right, you heard it, folks. It's Love That Dong. That means it's time to name three celebs and guess who has the biggest dick and why. And this episode segment is called Peeny and the Brain. And guys, we're going to have Captain Planet from Captain Planet and the Planet Tears. Goliath from Gargoyles and Space Ghost from Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I provide you guys with images. Who do you think has the largest dick? What's going on in the second Captain Planet image? Looks like he's jacking <laughs> off to one of the uh, Captain Planet tears. The Asian girl's fucking, fucking a, a cat or a monkey. It's a girl? And the Asian girl's fucking a monkey. And he's just kind of quietly, contemplatively in the corner jacking off to it. His cock's purple. Yep. But yeah, his, his body's blue, but his cock's purple. 
I thought that was a suit. Boy. That's his butt. So that he's just naked? That's his skin? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, God. I never realized the so fact that his face really is high, It's a really high bare midriff that ends at his pecs. Wait, I have to, I have to look up actual <laughs> Captain Planet now. Hold on, because I... I his, he can't possibly. His shirt fucking ends at his pecs. Yeah, what is this shirt he's wearing and these shorts he has on? And then he's got these like like elbow high gloves. Holy fuck, that is his skin. What a yes, god! That is the gayest costume I think in all of '90s animation. That's disturbing. That is disturbing. Well, guys, I'm just gonna give you my answer. Goliath from Gargoyles, I think, has the fucking hugest dick. I never watched Gargoyles. The Latina bitch is pretty hot, though. You never watched Gargoyles? So, great if you show. think about it, no. if you go and look at the actual images of Captain Planet, the actual images of Space Ghost, you'll notice one thing. They have Ken doll-shaped cocks. They have no cocks. But if you go and see Gargoyles and you actually go look at Goliath and the way he's drawn, he has a loincloth to cover his monster cock. And That's he has right. a monster cock. Monster Look at That's it. That's right. Look at it. Look at him fuck Elisa. That fucking, uh, whatever, that NYPD woman that helps him Jeez, out. Jeez, if that's what she looks like in real life. Oh, man. She does. She that's what she looks number, like in real she's life. She's my number one. She's amazing. That bot is hot. Those tits are perfect. She looks like Tracy Bingham. Oh, she looks better than that. Well, guys, I think I think it's clear it's Goliath. Do you guys have a pick yet? She's hot. That Latina She's, is attractive. Goliath's fine. He's fine. Elisa, Do you yeah. like... Talk, who, who's your biggest dick? Uh, Elisa is the hottest chick. I don't. I don't know. Land I don't know what cock. these things are. I, I. I've never watched Space Ghost. I've never watched Gargoyles. And I've never watched Captain Planet. So I don't really. Oh, Phil didn't watch any good shows. I was too busy watching Lethal Weapon Seven. <laughs> the final solution. Cool Boy Nation, tell us what you think about this episode's top five fabulous 90s cartoons. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight into the whereabouts of Lance, I really do miss him and haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> I thought he was a childhood friend of mine. Uh, and it really isn't like Lance to be missing one of our super important sessions together. Never mind that he has missed the last 10 sessions. And I am really starting to kind of freak out here, guys. Also, if you have any more insight on our top five fabulous 90s cartoons, then let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes. Where's cool. Lance? He's dead. He, he uh, is autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation. Um, new episodes of the Ew. Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. And please rate and review us as well. You can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional content like Cool Boys After Dark. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. Mm. You can find the Cool mm. Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Please check out our other great Cool Boys Central content with Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about Batman, the animated series, everything ranging from bat tips to bat nips, and all the boners they have given us. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizees from, I, I never watched Freakazoid, Freakazoid Felk. Yeah, I really never watched it either. I don't know. And that's Spicy's from Bobby's World Ballad, <laughs> which I did watch a lot, and I loved Bobby's World. I liked Bobby's, Bobby's World, World too. And that's Spicy's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Nolan. All right, well, I think we're done here. 
My left eye hurts. You want standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah! <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Frank learned how to fuck, fuck from Gavin. Gavin. Get some cool boys! <laughs> <laughs> so serious.